Hi, welcome back to the course. Today I thought we're gonna do a little bit of a recap because I mentioned the many, many things already and how does it all kind of fit in together? So first of all, I explain the difference between weather and climate. Uh, weather basically describes day-to-day -day conditions in a place and it can change very quickly. One day it can be dry and sunny and the next day it may rain. Climate, on the other hand, describes conditions over long periods of time, 30 years or more. And climate change is defined as a large-scale, long-term shift in the planet's weather patterns and average temperatures. It's important we keep an eye on this because it has dramatic ramifications for all of us. And this is all important because the records show that the Earth has warmed by an average of 1 degree Celsius since the 1850s. And while this may not sound like very much, consider a healthy human being with a temperature of 36.6, which is considered healthy, and a temperature of 37.0, which means that you're running a fever. So just a half degree difference means the difference between a healthy person and someone who is sick. And just like humans, the climate is also extremely sensitive to tiny changes. It's important to say that climate change is already having an impact on millions of people and generally these people are poor with limited or no access to education and information and the Western media tends to not focus on that very much because, come on, let's face it, the next Super Bowl is so much more important than millions of people suffering. And that's sarcasm, of course. Just want to make that clear. So what are the effects that people are feeling right now? Well, there are a few. First of all, there are more frequent storms and floods. This is normal because on a warmer planet, there is more evaporation, which means there is more water in the atmosphere now, which comes down in greater volumes. And each time it seems the disasters are more devastating than the last. To give you one example, the US was hit by a total of 15 named storms, eight hurricanes and two major hurricanes in 2018 which cost a total of over $50 billion in damages. And this is only going to increase in the future. On the other side of the coin, you have more droughts. And because some areas are getting more moisture while others are getting drier, th this is expected. In 2011, there was a big drought that covered areas of Ethiopia, Somalia, and Kenya. And again, I'm pretty sure that the Western media didn't give it too much attention. Because to the Western media, these problems are generally very far, and maybe they don't really care about people over there. The 2011 drought was the worst drought for 60 years. Lack of rain meant that cows died, crops couldn't grow, and there wasn't enough water for drinking or cooking. In Kenya alone, 3.5 million people needed emergency assistance. And this is of course related to hunger. So, of course, if people can't grow crops, if they can't consume livestock, that, that means that a lot of people are going hungry. So, here I will just say that the Earth has about 8 billion people now. The population of the world has really exploded in the 20th century in a way that, in my opinion, is not sustainable at all. It's true that there are other factors here as well, like corruption and mismanagement of resources. We have to be honest about that. So right now, in fact, one out of eight people in the world goes to bed hungry. That's about 900 million people that are short on food. Famines are, of course, very dangerous for people, and changes in temperature and rainfall patterns make it very difficult for farmers to know when best to sow, cultivate, and harvest their crops. And when crops fail, people go hungry. If you look 
um, like things like large storms and floods, they don't only destroy crops, they also damage the infrastructure that transports and distributes the food. And very unfairly, it is often the people who are in the poorest regions who contribute least to climate change that suffer the most. There is an estimate that the number of people at risk of hunger by 2050 could increase by 10 to 20% more than would be expected without climate change. And on top of that, you got melting glaciers, uh, melting sea ice and ice sheets, and I briefly touched upon that in previous lectures. Arctic sea ice has been declining since the 1970s, and some contrarians say, well, okay, uh, look at some parts of the Antarctic. The ice is growing in some parts there, and that might be true, but they are ignoring large parts on the periphery, which are experiencing an accelerated rate of melt. And this, of course, leads to rising sea levels. Some places in, are more susceptible than others. A good example in the U.S. would be Florida, which is going underwater. Uh, but also places in Europe, like the Netherlands, that had to build huge seawalls to prevent water from coming in, as well as Venice, who have a floating barrier that costs a lot of money, by the way. And in Asia, you see in countries like Bangladesh, who are basically at sea level. So for them, if the sea level rises just by a few centimeters, it will have dramatic effects. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I recommend checking out the website because it has visuals. It also has a quiz section and answer section. Uh, the easiest way to find it is to go to Google and type Epic Climate Change Course. And usually it brings up the listenable link, but that's just an audio link anyway. Uh, but there might be a YouTube video, which has a picture of a tree, a forest, basically. Uh, and so that's it. If you click on that, there is a link in there to the main website. So unfortunately, I don't have a domain, so I don't have a direct link. But anyway, uh, stay tuned for more.